We are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. You know, this Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students. America first. You could put half of Trump supporters into what I call the basket of deplorables. Change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. The racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic. Uh, welcome to Urgent Education. This is going to be short and sweet, and it's not even my own idea. It's something I learned from my good friend, Roberta, uh, last Friday at uh, our uh, home group. And um, she got this information from Charlie Kirk, and I don't remember the other guy's name. Uh, if she wants to put it in the comments when she watches this, uh, please do, Roberta. But this shocked me. So what she was um, saying that they were talking about, and I think it was a video, is the word nice. And that Christians have this imposition that has been put on them either by well-meaning ministers or the world that we are supposed to be nice. And I'm actually not a proponent of being nice. I've never been a proponent of being nice because I feel that Often the idea of being nice removes our responsibility to call things like they are. Um, obviously, speaking the truth in love, meaning we're willing to say difficult things for the sake of another individual, even if it costs us. Uh, love, at least the biblical definition, is way different than what is uh, taught often in church settings or what the world would consider love. So, for example, um, you know, people will say things like, as far as uh, homosexuality, um, that, well, as long as two people love each other, then it shouldn't matter. But the reality is it does matter to God. He has made it something that is not uh, according to his will. Therefore, um, nice would ignore it. And we might interpret um, how God would respond through being nice when actually the benefit of the rebuke or uh, the, hey, this is not who you've been called to be is actually a mercy gift. If you see someone burning in a building, uh, you go in and you yell fire and you rescue them even to your own hurt. And even if they might fight you because they're, they're disoriented or they don't understand what's going on. But that sin is not the cardinal sin. I mean, you've got gossip, you've got lying, you've got all kinds of other things that are displeasing to the Lord. And so our job as Christians in a Christian community is to judge those things as being against the will of heaven and then having that conversation with that individual to encourage them to stop. Now, when it comes to the world and the world system, that's not our responsibility. 
We are not to judge people that don't know Jesus because they're living up to what um, their job description is. They don't know any better. Therefore, Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 that that's God's job. We are not to judge the world system. I mean, the, the people in the world. However, we can announce judgment if people don't repent if God tells us to do so. Well, if you take the term nice, nice people don't do that. You know, you smile, you're pleasing, you know, you're um, submissive to the narrative. And that's what I mean by imposition. An imposition is an idea that is put on you that is either not true or it's not true to your story, uh, which would include what you're called to do. So with all of that being said, we find ourselves in a situation in America where the church has been nice, they've been playing nice, and at the same time, we've been losing our country. Okay, now here's the crazy revelation that Roberta shared, and I looked it up. So the word nice in the dictionary uh, means to behave in a friendly or ingratiating or conciliatory manner. But the origin of the word nice is from 1250 to 1300 Middle English. It means foolish and stupid. And then the Old French means silly and simple. And then from the Latin is the word ignorant and incapable. So no wonder the world is telling Christians, set down, shut up, be nice, just do what you do, but let us run the government, let us teach your children in school, let us do what we wanna do. Your role is to just be nice. And one of the things that, and one, one of the reasons I'm talking about this is because if you go back to our founding fathers, if they would have been nice, we would still be controlled by England. There came a point where they had to stop being nice. So my recommendation to those who watch this that believe in Jesus is that we need to stop being nice. It doesn't mean that we hold offense or unforgiveness. It means we speak up. It means we should have started speaking up a long time ago when prayer was taken out of school, when people try to push Christians out of, judge, uh, out of government. Even the confirmation of, um, uh, oh, the lady that became the Supreme Court Justice, um, is it Amy? Oh, gosh, I don't, I don't remember what her name is, but something Barrett. When she was being questioned by the, our government leaders, um, Feinstein asked her about her faith and her Catholic faith and how it would influence her decisions as a Supreme Court justice. That is against the Constitution. It is a religious test that is against the law. The Constitution is the supreme law of the land. But everybody was nice. And they didn't, they didn't really say much. You know, if, quite frankly, if I was being questioned on my faith, I'd say, excuse me, in article such and such, section such and such, it says that you are not allowed to put me through any religious test. Therefore, I don't have to answer that question. So we don't do this for some reason. We're not straightforward and bold as a lion. Again, you don't have to be rude, 
But we need to take a stand and we need to quit being nice. So again, the word nice originally meant, let me get back there, um, foolish, stupid, silly, simple, ignorant, and incapable. And that's from dictionary.com. That's exactly how people want the church to be viewed. They want us to be viewed as foolish, that you no longer need Christianity because it is foolish. They want us to be stupid, meaning we're in a stupor and we're not aware of what is going on in our country and what people are wanting to do to this country. It means of being silly. You know, we've kind of lived up to that too. I mean, church splits have occurred over the color of carpet, you know, or maybe they don't like the pastor because he actually said truth. Uh, we've got simple. Now, I'm all for simple. The gospel should be understood by the simple, but I'm not for being so simple that your brains fall out, right? And then we have ignorant and incapable. Ignorant is from ignoring. Ignoring what is happening and incapable is feeling that you don't have the capacity to do something that you're called to do. And I can hear, you know, Christians all the time have said things like, you know, I don't know what my gifting is. I don't know how I can help this. I don't. And there's all of these excuses uh, to not do the work that will then turn this country around. So what are we supposed to be in place of niceness? So if the founding fathers knew knew that being nice was no longer an option. They had worked with the uh, English government and the king for over 10 years trying to get him to leave us alone, and he wouldn't do it. They finally came to the point where, okay, we have to take up arms. Okay, so what exactly was that? Well, that's the kindness of the Lord. If you look at the fruit of the Spirit, one of them is goodness and one of them is kindness. Kindness is some of the original idea that you think of kindness being where your love for other people will motivate you to action and kindness to help others, et cetera, et cetera. But the other side of kindness is where you're willing to be harsh when necessary for the sake of the person. The best example of kindness in the Bible, according to the Zodiotis definition is when the Lord made a whip. So he sat in a corner he methodically made a whip and then he drove the money changers out of the temple with that whip. That is a biblical example of kindness. Again, you're willing to rebuke someone that is bringing harm to your family or harm to your community or harm to your country. You're willing to say what needs to be said for the sake of that person and with the right motives in order to produce change and transformation. I've been studying 1 Corinthians, and in chapter 6, Paul is astonished that Christians are going to worldly courts when we are called to judge angels and judge the world system because they can't find someone with enough wisdom in their ecclesia, in their church, to judge these trivial matters. And he says, to your shame. Well, it's the same thing today. We have people that will not judge trivial matters within the church, not understanding that the word that is used for church means governing bodies. We are the government of God on earth. Therefore, if the Lord is saying, say this, and it doesn't sound nice, it sounds maybe like a rebuke, maybe a little bit harsh, that's actually his kindness. 
You know, when people say, well, I just can't believe that a loving God is going to send someone to hell. He doesn't send anybody to hell. People choose that. But his kindness will not allow someone who does not have the nature of Jesus Christ to be part of the community of those that do in order to corrupt it. Therefore, those that choose to not believe in Jesus Christ, they are the ones that get themselves in that predicament, not Father. So we have to understand the lion and the lamb. We have to understand the kindness of the Lord and the severity of the Lord. Another example of kindness is where um, the, um, uh, the Lord would chew out the disciples. He would rebuke them. The word rebuke means he would chew them up one side and down the other. He was not nice. If you look at how he called Peter Satan, to said, get behind me, Satan. Or whenever they had the storm and he's on the boat and, and they're like all nervous that they're going to die. And before he calms the storm, he looks at them and he rebukes him of having small faith. He wasn't nice about it. Why? Because they needed to get it. This is boot camp. We're in a war, a spiritual war. We're not here just walking through fields of flowers, you know, and singing Kumbaya. We are here to demonstrate the kingdom of God and to transform culture and to bring the government of God into the influence of other nations. Jesus said, I'm with you always. Go and make disciples of nations, teaching them to observe the things that I have taught you, right? So we need to quit being nice and understand that true kindness is that act of compassion but the other side of kindness is that act of rebuke it is that act of you know what guys you better stop allowing people to live with one another in a sexual situation whether it's straight or not and let them think that that's okay because according to thessalonians you've actually forsaken god when you do that hey you know you're gossiping right now i don't want to hear it you know, and you can be nice about it if you feel that's necessary. But kindness is like, you're gossiping. I don't want to hear it. I remember when I was a teenager and my mother-in-law said, um, you, let's see, what did she say? Uh, you are not self-centered, but it was something of that along those lines. Oh, that stung. But you know what it did? It changed my life. Thank goodness she was kind, not nice. So when it comes to urgent education, when it comes to transforming a nation, we have been nice for too long. If you look at how the Democrats, how ruthless they are, we're now on the, is it the third or fourth uh, indictment against Mr. Trump? While the, the son gets to just get away with whatever he wants to get away with, right? When you look at how the Democrats have stuck together, they've been ruthless, they've been methodical, and they have gone after the Republicans. The Republicans have been trying to be nice. In fact, in Saul Alinsky's Rule for Rebels, of which he dedicated to Satan, of which uh, Hillary Clinton was a personal mentoree of Saul Alinsky, he said that Democrats, the left, the progressives, need to take advantage of the fact that the Republicans are nice. And if they do anything that's scandalous, make sure you go after them with everything you have because people expect them to be above board. They don't expect Democrats to be. Isn't that amazing?
So no more Mr. or Mrs. Nice Guys and Gals. We need to get vocal about our country. We need to do what it takes. And quite frankly, we need to not care if people think we're nice or not. I'm not here to be nice. I am here to bring God's kingdom to the earth. However that looks like, whether it's praying for people that are my clients to talking about politics and the things that need to occur to having classes on the Constitution, to having Bible studies, all of that is encompassed. There's no secular and there's no sacred. Everything is sacred for the Christian. Everything, the secular, your job, your family, um, politics in this nation because of the system that we have, all of that is sacred. And to think that God doesn't care about what's happening in politics and doesn't care what's happening in our country is a fallacy. If you read the entire Bible, it's him dealing with nations and he wants America to be a sheep nation. So we need to stop being nice. So I just wanted to talk about this. If you didn't hear the definition of nice, please go back and listen to that uh, beginning part of this. Go to dictionary.com, look up the definition of nice, go down to the word origin, and you will see exactly what uh, I've been talking about. And remember, if our founding fathers had been nice, we would still be under the control of England. So I wanna encourage you, share these videos, um, rebuke when necessary, uh, have compassion when, when necessary, you know, be vocal, uh, you can do it in love, but love is not being nice. Love is sometimes messy, and it's sometimes painful, and it sometimes costs us something. Okay? So I just wanted to talk about that tonight, and then I do have a goal of having our training on the book of Revelation later this week. So you guys have a great night, and hopefully this was helpful. Small is a new big. God is shifting from the current church structure back to his original this training. Go to churchshift.me. That is churchshift.me.